0: Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by co-host Matt Carter. And this is an episode I think a lot of folks are looking forward to. We're going to talk about the big one this year, NC State hosting Clemson this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. in Carter-Finley Stadium. If you're not going to be there, you can watch the game on ESPN. But this is the big game, the one that's been circled All preseason, and now the context of this game leading up to it just makes it that much more exciting and anticipated, so we're going to dive into that, but a quick reminder for the listeners and viewers at home, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts, plus You should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of great content, including these podcasts, which you can watch on our YouTube channel. Um, We've got press conferences after the game, press conferences throughout the week, recruiting highlights, a lot of great video content. And I know a lot of you guys are already on YouTube. So if you're already on YouTube, then just go subscribe to the Wolfpacker YouTube channel because if you have a YouTube account and you listen to this podcast, What are you doing if you're not already subscribed? So go subscribe to the YouTube uh, channel and give this video a thumbs up, comment below. really helps us out and we appreciate you watching and listening to this show. Alright Matt, let's talk about some Wolfpack, Tigers, football. It feels, well first of all it's the first time we've been able to prepare for this game in almost two years now um, because the... As it's called, the Textile Bowl was skipped last year due to the COVID um, pandemic schedule, which I think had a little bit to do with NC State's 8-4 and four season last year. And I think, you know, it it wasn't a bad year to just, you know, take a break from Clemson. I feel like last year was a good confidence-building year for NC State. No, the schedule wasn't a gauntlet last year, but... It was a good enough schedule where they were able to, you know, show their superiority to the mediocre teams in the ACC, get a strong record, and get all that excitement coming into the 2021 season. And we really haven't learned too much about the Wolfpack, at least in my mind, in these first three weeks, because, you know, other than the disappointment at Mississippi State, things have gone as standard, but they've been against teams where we can't learn too much about the Wolfpack. Meanwhile, Clemson looks pretty disappointing coming into this game. Coming in with a loss already to Georgia. Uh, I believe that was a final score of 10 to 6. Clemson didn't find the end zone in that game. Georgia only found the end zone with a pick 6 in that game. They blew out South Carolina State and then they squeaked by Georgia Tech last week 14 to what 6, Matt? Georgia Tech had a chance to nice. tie the game. 14-9. 14-8. Yeah, 14-8. Four- yeah, yeah I, know it was, I knew it was a funky score because Georgia Tech had a chance to either tie or take the lead with a late fourth quarter drive. Of course, Clemson gets it done in the fourth quarter in a weird game. But this is not looking like the same Clemson Tigers team that has won, what, the past five or six ACC championships in a row. Um, Clemson certainly looks vulnerable this year. However, it's a down year in the ACC, and we don't know too much about NC State. So, Matt, what are your... First of all, what's the vibe around Raleigh like? I've been tuning back into some of my local Raleigh sports talk radio shows just to kind of get the get the juice for the game this weekend. I'm excited, um, but there's got to be an excitement level in Raleigh. Do you feel that with with the fan base?
1: Uh, yeah, probably. I have be honest. I thought it'd be a, a little bit more enthusiasm for it, but hey, I think. The after effects of Mississippi State still a little bit fresh on a lot of minds, but yeah, you know, it'll be a packed stadium. We know we know that. Um, they actually, have more fans for foaming than than they did for South Florida Family Day. So that played a role in it. A lot of parents coming down to see their children for the first time since dropping them off at at school. So you know that played a role. But yeah, I think that. Yeah, had they beat Mississippi State, it would be off the charts. Yeah. Because they would have sense. okay, we can start dreaming now. We took care of business against the mediocre SEC team. And this Clemson team has shown some real vulnerability. Maybe this is the year for us to kind of grab the, the uh, Atlantic Division. So I, I, in that regard, it has not been as much as I probably you know, it certainly could, it could have been. It, it, I, you know, I think it is one of those where fans need to see it a little bit. But they'll be at the stadium. I have no doubt about that. They'll be at the stadium and they'll certainly be watching. They're certainly ready for the game, but they're not maybe jumping up and down in anticipation quite yet for it.
0: Have they watched Clemson this year? <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people, according to the rating, watched the Georgia game. I don't know about the Georgia Tech game, because that was right during the Furman games, the long delay and unusualness. But uh, when we get into Clemson, I'm going to point out why people shouldn't be maybe as much into those results as people might uh, think, it'd be, you know, our cost and about reading too much into the to the early games for Clemson.
0: oh I'm with I'm with you in the sense that Clemson is still Clemson Clemson is still the best team in the ACC until we see otherwise I'm not going to be that fool that says okay Clemson squeaked by its first ACC opponent you know there's there's trouble and paradise down there um that Georgia game really had the feel of a juggernaut college football playoff, you know, two of the best five teams in the country going head to head, two of the probably best three defenses in the country going head to head and just a, you know, a gritty 16 point total game. Uh, I love I love those football games by the way. And by the, and not to tease my prediction too much, but I think we could maybe expect something similar to that on Saturday with these two defensive fronts that I think are the best two in the ACC. Um, But had NC State beaten Mississippi State, you'd probably be looking at a ranked matchup right now. You'd potentially be looking at a game that would have college game day in Raleigh for it because the only other competing game would have been Notre Dame-Wisconsin. That's being played at Soldier Field. Of Of course, Wisconsin already has a loss and Notre Dame hasn't looked... Too stellar, but two big-name programs. So, you know, game day or not, I know it's big for a program. I personally don't care about it. I'm sure the fans probably would have enjoyed it, would have been cool to see. But, you know, if you are a true NC State fan, you've been around the block, you've seen this a time or two, you know that the law of wolf would not have allowed NC State to go 3-0 with just a fistful of confidence going into this Clemson game and then, you know, meet the expectations. Because the expectations for NC State going into this game would have been, personally, I would have think they would be outrageous if NC State was undefeated going into this game. You'd probably be looking at a spread that was less than a touchdown for Clemson. And you'd have a lot of NC State fans expecting NC State to win on Saturday. I don't think the expectation is for the Wolfpack to win Saturday, but I think there's certainly an expectation that this will be a good game and it'll keep it close. The spread right now is NC State, or excuse me, Clemson is a 9.5 point favorite. The over-under is 47 the last time I checked. May have gone down since. Um, the line opened up about 12, was quickly bet down to 10 points, and has since been bet down to 9.5. Most of the public money is on Clemson. Of course, why wouldn't you I mean that Clemson looks juicy with that nine and a half number. You think they can cover that easily. But the sharp money, the ones that the bookmakers don't necessarily love, the ones that actually make some money gambling, most of their money is on NC State. So what does that tell you, Matt? What What's kind of your hunch of the, the feel of this game? Do you see either of these teams breaking through and making this a double-digit game, or do you think we're going to have a pretty tight matchup on Saturday?
1: That's a great question. I, I honestly, I think for NC State, their perspective is a tighter, lower scoring game probably suits NC State better. And the reason why I say that is, is when you look at Clemson, uh, they've given up 21 points this year as a team um seven of that came on a pick six so now we're down to 14 points um two of that came on a safety off a fumble by will shipley uh so now we're down to 12 points responsible to the defense three of those 12 points or four field goals three of them came against south carolina state when clemson fumbled at its own 35 36 yard line and then south carolina state converted that into a a field goal so now we're down to nine points. The had a team kind of in three games where the other team, that's I made a drive and, and kicked a field goal. Um, there's nothing fluky about that. They played Georgia, they played Georgia Tech who had some very good running backs at Georgia Tech. There's nothing fluky about that at all. Um, the defense is elite. It, it did suffer a significant injury this week, and Tyler Davis, a defensive tackle, on all-ACC contender, was all-ACC, I think, second team back in 2019. Um, so there are questions about the interior defensive line, more so from a depth standpoint. I think they feel like they'll be okay with the starters they have. But one of the two starters, perhaps their best NFL draft prospect, Brian, um how you pronounce his last name? He's been playing kind of less than 100 percent with a with a shoulder issue, and still very good. He had a tackle and a half for a loss in a, in a against the Tech. So, um, but there may be a little bit of concerns about the depth of the interior defensive tackle. But you know, NC State is probably not the team that's going to break through against Clemson defense and put up 24 or 28 points offensively. Uh, on them. So, that's why I kind of think, for NC State always scoring tighter is better. And if, um, on the flip side of that, um, I think Clemson, if you look at them offensively, yes, their numbers have not been great. But there are, might be um, justifiable excuses for some of that. Um, and so that's why I think it's kind of cautious of, you know, look, nobody's going to score against Georgia this year. Nobody's had more than 300 total yards against Georgia this year. Yeah, you know, they got them first game. They got fired up Georgia. You know, they didn't have the full eval on Georgia. Um, you know, that's, um, that, that's kind of where, you know, you don't you, you kind of throw that out. Um Georgia Tech came out with a new defense that they hadn't prepared for, they caught Clemson by surprise, unprepared. Um, again, that's another one where you kind of say, uh, yeah, you would expect a, a typical Clemson team to say, will we'll still just crush you with our superior talent, uh, no matter what defense you get in. Yeah, that might be the one um, between this Clemson in the last and previous Clemson teams, it's still got loaded talent. The quarterback, DJ. Um, uh, i just call him DJ. Uh, Uyonga Laleh.
0: Uh, Uyonga Lale. sure. yeah. DJ Uyonga
1: There you go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he proved last year he can play. right? He led him back from an 18-point deficit against Boston College. He broke Deshaun Watson's freshman record for passing yards against Notre Dame. Last time I checked, Deshaun Watson, when he's playing, put a pretty good NFL quarterback. So, well, um, was. Yeah. That's it, when he was playing. Um, so, you yeah, know, the talent is there. Will Shipley going to be a star running back. You know, the NC State fans will hate to hear that, but it's true. And they got two stud receivers on the outside. Uh, when everything gets clicking, I, you know, they'll be fine. And the offensive line has just got to come together. Um, but yeah, I think there's more upside for Clemson's offense in this game than maybe NC State's because you know I, I am a little nervous about the yards NC State gave up to Mississippi State in the second and third quarters. Once Mississippi State kind of settled in, um, you know, in the other two, NC State really shut down the opponent they played. Two very well one was an FCS offense, and another is an offense that is playing at an FCS level, even though it's in the FBS. So that's why I'm that would be my one cautiousness about this. Why I think a low end scoring game would actually favor NC State because I think NC State's upside offensively against Clemson's defense is not as high as Clemson's upside offensively against NC State's defense, if that makes sense. Totally. I agree with everything you said there. If you're
0: an NC State fan, you want this under to hit. Um, fittingly, That that's the side I'm backing. I don't, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this spread. I think, Matt, after the Mississippi State game, I said, <laughs> "Don't you, don't you let me at all think about betting NC State on the spread." Because you know what, if they win or if they cover, whatever, man, I'm gonna be happy on my own. I don't, I don't need the additional juice. But I do like the under in this game because I need to see Clemson's offense. Be effective against a good defense before I'm ready to say that this offense is, you know, the the caliber that we're used to seeing from from Clemson. Um, I agree, DJ Uyangale. Again, my pronunciation is not perfect, but I'm trying. I'm practicing. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm at least giving it a crack. So you got to res- respect the the effort. You're doing better than me in that regard. What's that? Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. You're doing a lot better than me in that regard.
0: Um. You know, he, he was the number one overall prospect in, in his class. Um, he looked great in two big games for Clemson last year when Trevor Lawrence was out. He's clearly capable. He hasn't looked like the same player we are used to seeing from him, what we saw last year, what we saw from his high school tape um, in these first three games. I don't expect him to continue his frankly me- mediocre play. I mean, what? two touchdowns, one interception. Um, just Other way around, I think. Two interceptions, one touchdown. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's really surprising. 104 QB rating, um, just 475 yards on the year, and that includes a game against South Carolina State. He's been inaccurate. He's missed some throws, um, and I think there's been some chemistry to be developed with some of these new young skill players, which, you know, maybe they materialize and become the skill player, the Clemson skill players that we know to become future NFL studs. But so far, they haven't lived up to that reputation. You know, this isn't the same Clemson team that that came to Carter findley Stadium in 2019 and put up what 42 points in the first half. Um, this isn't the same Clemson team that came to Carter Finley Stadium in 2017 when NC State probably had its best roster construction to win that game. And frankly, that was, I mean, that may have been the best just overall, not not, not reflective of the result of the game, just the best overall game maybe of the Doran area era because NC State played so well in that game and so did Clemson. I mean, it was just a championship effort from both teams. Clemson just ended up, You know, having more points at the end of the ball game. But that was a neck-and-neck, I mean, primetime-type, quality-quality college football game back in 2017 when these two teams met in Raleigh. Um, And I expect something much more similar to 2017 than I do 2019. But both of these offenses are not what they were in 2017. And I think you can make the argument for at least NC State that maybe the defense could materialize into something better. I know without Peyton Wilson... I know without Cyrus Fagan, you lose some of that excitement, um, but you still got that strong depth. You can make the argument that the secondary is a little bit better. You can still make the argument, even without Peyton Wilson, that the linebacker core is better. You're not going to beat 2017's defensive line, but they've got six dudes that are capable of um, you know, pushing, pushing the line of scrimmage back on Clemson's side. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you're an NC State fan, you want that under. You've got you've to gotta establish the run. On offense, let's let's talk about NC State's offense because it's a big question mark right now. I I, I still yeah. think this offense has potential. I think people are maybe sleeping a little bit too much on this offense just based on the fact that the one time NC State played a legitimate opponent, a good defense, it looked pretty flat. It looked it looked it looked okay in the first quarter. They were moving the ball. They just didn't convert on the red zone opportunities, and the, the remainder of the game, it just looked stymied by Mississippi State's defense. From a confidence perspective, NC State needs to be able to bounce back better in this game because there are, look, Clemson's going to have some three and out defensive stops. Like, just go ahead and prepare for that. There's going to be at least one scoreless quarter. You are not going to routinely find the end zone on this Clemson defense. If NC State can get in the end zone three times, that's that's huge. I mean, if you, can, if you can put up three touchdowns on this Clemson defense, that's huge. You'd love at least two and then hope that you can knock in a couple field goals on top of that if you can get some good field position. But I think this you know this defense, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to keep Clemson in check. As long as it can keep it a one-possession game for most of this game, I think NC State's going to have a chance. But the run has to be established, and that was what was really missing in that Mississippi State game. Bam Knight Ricky Person they didn't have great games. The offensive line also didn't really have a great game against Mississippi State. They're going to face even a better defense in Clemson. Not not I think we underrated Mississippi State's defense. So that was a really that was a that was a good SEC quality defense. This is going to be a better defense. Um got to find a way to get Bam Knight going and I think they will, but maybe don't emphasize running left so much because I think that guy over on the other sideline Brent Venables he's going to know that's coming so might want to spice it up a little bit in the run game maybe expect a trick player to up Tim Beck's sleeve would love to see you know would love a Thayer Thomas touchdown pass in this game that would be that would, <laughs> that would be my favorite prop if that was if that was available a Thayer Thomas throwing touchdown I'm sure you could get crazy odds for that if, he, if it even existed I'd love that prop, but when you look at this NC State offense, what does it have to do against this Clemson defense to have success on Saturday, and what did it lack in that Mississippi State game that you think it really needs
1: to step up in um, for this Clemson date? Yeah, and, um, you know, honestly, I agree with you. you, gotta try to run the football, you can't, I mean, you can't let them tee off on De- Devin Lilly all game, and put it all on Lilley, but... Honestly, I think they're going to have to hit a big play. And they didn't have a big play against Mississippi State. They were there. You know, Anthony Smith got behind the defense a couple of times. Devin Carter got behind the defense once. Uh, the ball was just a hair overthrown. Or I think on one case with Anthony Smith, a hair underthrown. That was an issue also against South Florida. Remember, they didn't really have that explosive pass. So one time Thayer Thomas got way behind the defense. Uh, The ball was, you know, he did connect with Anthony Smith against Furman on a a, uh, 40-some yard touchdown pass. Again, but Anthony Smith was open deep and he had to come back and make a jump ball play uh, against Furman. You're asking a lot of your freshmen who just started playing receiver as a senior in high school and is in his third year playing receiver. Uh, they'll be trying to win jump balls against Clemson. He has the athletic ability to get open deep. And the guy is a, I 6'2", and he was a hold holder in, in the State of Maryland back in some sprints uh, during indoor season. So he's the fastest guy on the team. You know, the physical tools are there, but, you know, you need to put the ball on time against Clemson. And they're going to have to have guys like Amezi and Carter go up and make a play. Those two guys... Do that. They've done that and shown that consistently. They're going to have to go up and make plays. Uh, and doing said with the body on body and make the going gonna to have to playmakers are going to have to make plays. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to consistently drive the football against Clemson, Georgia, and Georgia Tech. Tried that, didn't have any success. Um, and so to, to think that entry state is going to be able to match do remarkably better than those two teams, it's probably um, putting on some red glasses, (laughs) you know what I mean, if you think that's going to happen. So um, I think you have to go out and do what you can. Um, You have to mix it up. And honestly, you're going to need an explosive play or two to set up points. Um, If you do not get some explosive big plays, um, they're going to be in for a long a long slog out there on the field. But, um, oh, and it could also come in the running game, by the way. And that's why you got to commit to the run, because two years ago, Bam Knight with the lone bright point in that miserable evening against Clemson that everybody saw coming. It was late in the year, and she stayed was down to, I think at the end of that game, they had two freshmen and a freshman walk-on playing linebacker. I mean, it was that bad with the injuries of twenty nineteen. It was just they would you know, it was no shape or condition to realistically take the field against Clemson. But the one bright point that after was Bam Knight or that evening, I should say, was Bam Knight and he broke off a long touchdown run against Clemson. He had the hundred yard touchdown return for kickoff, I believe, against Miami last year. Uh, he brings you an element of big play in the running game. So you have to kind of stick to that, even if, you know, for 10Ks, he might have 19 yards, and you're like, why are you running the football? Why are you running the football? And then comes that 50-yard run. Uh, and against Clemson, it's going to take something like that to score. So um, to me, the keys to this game are the entry state, get the big play offensively. Can they win field position with the special teams, which would require defensive getting off and on third down, getting three and outs, and can they win the turnover battle? Not like, you know, all right, we got an interception at, the Clems- at our own 20-yard line to keep Clemson from scoring, but win the turnover battle and Clemson turned it over three times and we didn't, and twice Clemson turned it over in their territory type of deal to set up scoring chances. Yeah, that's what it's realistically – I believe, we're going to take. And just to kind of go back to your point about Mississippi State on defense, I was looking it up, and, you know, they lost thirty one twenty nine 29 at Memphis, who's undefeated. But go back and look at that game statistically. You're like, how heck did they lose that game? As they threw for 419 yards. And uh, as I think you can hear in the background, um, <laughs> Memphis had about 250 offense. In that game, so Mississippi State had the defense. They have, they do have a defense. Their defense was not the reason why they lost to Memphis. You give up two hundred fifty yards of total offense, you're doing good. Um, so that could help the you know a little bit. They 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 did at least face a good defense, and they you know they haven't faced Clemson level, but they've seen good defense and maybe a little bit more prepared for it um and the last thing i'll say as i going to ramble on um well i was yeah, going yeah go ahead they going said something interesting this week in a radio show where they saw some what he called selfish play against mississippi state that kind of opened on offense or of guys who maybe weren't getting the touches they wanted weren't getting the play calls they wanted um, weren't playing as much as they wanted, and he said it was frustrating because they talked about this in preseason. Where look, we got more depth than we ever have because of this COVID year. On offense, you, some of you guys are going to have to be patient. A lot of you guys are going to have to be patient to uh, to make. It's going to have to be a true team effort. You're going to have to give up some this year, and it was a wake up call to some of those guys. okay, look, you know, yeah, we want to, we want to be we want to make the plays we want the football but we'd rather win <laughs> you know your, and obviously your, your diva
0: wide receivers can't be diva wide receivers
1: yeah. yeah he didn't mention names I don't know who it was or what it was or what but
0: whoa I mean look it, you can you you can use context it's not Leary he had plenty of opportunities <laughs> it's not the running backs I think Bam was was fine with his carries it wasn't a problem of carries it was a problem of production The offensive linemen are never going to complain about the play calls.
1: Who does that leave? Uh, That's a logical deduction, but uh, um, you know. But to your point, yeah, they will see how. uh, Maybe that was a wake-up call, and you'll see them more committed, playing the role that they're asked to play and playing it to 100% capacity.
0: Hey, I hate to tell the receivers, but you're going to have to block this weekend. You really, you're gonna have to block and if you get you know a couple catches for 50 yards that's a great game it's not going to be an air it out game against Clemson it's just not so you know do your job this week and then you've got all the excitement in the world going on for the rest of the schedule you can have your hundred yard receiving game against Boston College in a couple weeks or something you know or Louisiana Tech's coming up I'm sure you could air it out against them but not this week. You're going to have to get some going to have to get the passing game going a little bit. You need an explosive play, but Matt, you brought up a really good point with the turnover margin. And we were also talking about Mississippi State's defense. You know, you, you got to look back at that game and think, yes, Mississippi State's defense was good. Yes, it really held NC State's offense in check for the better part of that game. But I don't think Mississippi State's defense and NC State's lack of production on offense alone lost that Mississippi State game. Where I think really the Wolfpack lost that game was the fact that it it, it lost the 50-50 areas of a ball game. It, it didn't take advantage of it, the opportunities that were handed to it, especially in the first quarter. Lost the turnover margin, lost the special teams area of play, um, you know, those two yeah. elements right there, I I think, were just as impactful on the result as Mississippi State's defense, because this is an NC State team that prides itself on special teams, and Dave Dorn loves to bring up turnover margin. You know, college football, football in general, we make it so complicated, but really the team that, that wins the turnover margin more times than not is going to find a way to win the game. And when you're playing a team that probably has a little bit better talent than you, you have to you have to find a way to win the turnover margin.
1: Yeah, and I two point guys. You throw an interception in the end zone, which was like a bad play call. So that kind of went hand in hand. That's not all good, you know. But you throw an interception in the end zone. You fumbled at midfield while driving to start the second half. You give up a 100 yard kickoff touchdown. You missed a field goal in the first quarter. Long field goal, but a Field goal, we've seen Chris Dunn make nine times out of ten. I mean, right there, you're talking potentially 17 point swing and with that fumble at midfield. But what was costly about fumble at midfield if Mississippi turned it into points, it field, went down and got a, a, a big touchdown. So, a 17 um, point right. game in a 14
0: or 17 point swing in a 14 point game. You know, there yep. there you go, there's the ball game.
1: So to your point, that's totally, totally uh, a fair, fair um, viewing of how that game um, unfolded. So, um, yeah, I I agree. And uh, that's going to be huge against Clemson. You cannot, Clemson's better than Mississippi State by a mile, even if Clemson is not elite level Clemson standards. I mean, right now they're last in the ACC in total yards per game, which is stunning. Um. Again, I think there's some valid reasons if you look big picture that might help explain that. And might say that not, that. Dabba Swinney says, I promise you, we don't stink. Um, you know, they just got caught by a really good defense, a really good day, and then got caught surprised and unprepared by an opponent on another day. That's an offense that's not going to be last in the ACC by the end of the season. Um, no. So you're just hope that they don't figure it out against you this Saturday because you have a good defense and if they can't figure it out this Saturday then NC State defense is good enough to keep them down and hold them down they might be good enough to keep it regardless Um, but if Clemson really can't figure it out in the confidence and execution and turning it over there's a lot of opportunities there for NC State defense it's caliber talent
0: Clemson's offense will have a get right game in these next few weeks And I have a sneaky suspicion that it could happen this Saturday. I sure hope not. I'm sure, you know, look, the context sets it up perfectly. Will Shipley's coming in, the freshman running back at Clemson, big NC State recruit, has a lot of family in the NC State community. You know, Shipley's going to be ready to go in Carter Finley Stadium on Saturday afternoon. And I would expect a big game from him. I would go ahead and just. Set that as the standard so that it should not be surprising to anyone when that man has the best game of his short career so far on Saturday. But we look at DJ Uyangolole, and we see his lack of production this year. And he's due to get right. He's, he's certainly due to get right. He is not playing like the quarterback that he is. He will be an NFL guy. Um, you know, This is a guy that was, what, preseason, second team, all-ACC? Maybe that was a little bit bullish because of the the team name next to his, his name in that poll. But we also have to consider that you know look, th- this, ha- this is the perfect opportunity for him to get right, but I will point out, this is his first true road game of his career. I know, I know he went up to Notre Dame and played the double overtime game against the Fighting Irish, but that was a game where only students were allowed in the stands I think it was you know, very reduced capacity. Yes, it was probably among the most electric environments of college football last year, but it's still a blip on the radar compared to the full stadiums that we're seeing in 2021. You know Carter-Finley Stadium is going to be rocking on Saturday afternoon. Um, I would anticipate, I mean, from Matt, what you were telling me before the podcast, sounds like it's going to be perfect weather this weekend. This is the one that everybody circled. It's going to be a full house. The fans are going to be crazy, and it's going to be a loud environment. And We'll see how this young quarterback is able to respond to that environment because, look, I know he's gone on the road before, but this is his first true road game. It's hard to think back that that Georgia Tech game, that result, it sure seemed like it was in Atlanta because the stands were very quiet and mm-hmm. the, you know, the lightning storm that hit – the Clemson area in South Carolina uh, at the end of the first half really thinned out the crowd after halftime, but yeah, that was at Clemson. So get ready. Just get just it. The context is there. Um, NC State fans have heard this many times. So look, prepare for the worst, expect the be- or, what Expect the worst and be excited by the best. I'm I'm butchering whatever that is, but you know, hope for the best. Uh, this is a huge game, and for Dave Dorn and this coaching staff and these players, I sure hope that they're able to get over the hump and finally take down Clemson because, you know what, the winner of this game is in the driver's seat for the Atlantic Division. If Clemson loses yeah. this game, NC State has no excuse but to finish the job and, and win the Atlantic
1: Division. Well, I will say they don't have the tougher of the two schedules. Going forward, Clemson does have Pittsburgh. That'll be a challenge. We just saw Pittsburgh lose to Western Michigan, I think. Uh, entry State still has a UNC team that certainly looked good against Virginia offensively when they came up with like nine thousand yards in Virginia. At home, uh, still have work. Still have work on the road. Who looked pretty good against a very bad Florida State team and Miami doesn't look so tough anymore. No. Boston nah, College doesn't look but, so tough uh, anymore. Yeah, I not going to be the interesting one, because we got to see what they do with the new quarterback, because NC State get Boston College right after that, a few games, and then a, to prepare. So that'll be, that, will be to me, will be the one. If you could p- pull off at Clinton and then pull off at Boston College, at that point I would be prepared to say you might be in the driver's seat at that point. But, yeah. Uh, still a long way to go, which is my last point I make before we wrap this up is, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people say this is a huge game. This makes the season for NC state. I I might agree that big picture wise and the ultimate dreams of ACC championship game appearances, et cetera, et cetera. This, this might make the season for NC state, but in terms of having a very good season, not necessarily because this is going to be a week to week deal in the ACC this year. Um, and that's just the reality. I mean, like the IT team one week, i.e. Pittsburgh and Virginia, you who know, go and beat Illinois and, and Pittsburgh wins at Tennessee. And then the next week, Virginia gets blown out at UNC and Pittsburgh loses to Western Michigan. You know, Virginia Tech was the IT team after it beat UNC. It just lost to West Virginia on the road, fell behind big, made a nice effort to come back, but still lost, you know. Uh, Florida State, hey, they might be back. Found the quarterback. Gave them a great game. Went to overtime. Yeah, look at them out. Um, Wake Forest is kind of an it team right now, right? They played two teams that didn't play a college football game in 2020 and then played Florida State. Are they really? You know, so we don't know a whole lot about them. You know, for all we know, BC quarterback could be a future Heisman Trophy winner. And Florida so.
0: State had a key injury in that game. I think their starting center was out, and like he's apparently the best piece on that offensive line. Or like Florida State's a dumpster fire right now.
1: <laughs> but. Yeah, that's kind of why it's going to be a week-to-week deal in the ACC. So don't put too much in. just yes, a lot while looking at the ultimate goal, the ultimate of the ultimate goal. Um, you need to beat Clemson this year because it's set up better. And probably any other time, and and David tenure at NC State, but in terms of a lot of the goals for a really good season, no, it's not all on the line this weekend. I'm so glad
0: you brought that up before we close this out because I, a thousand percent agree with you. I was gonna bring it up, but I'm glad you did because I was gonna forget. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, you look if you you fast forward to the end of the season, NC State goes on to lose this game, but they go eight and four and they beat Carolina. I right, would go nine and three to beat Carolina. That's a good that's damn good year. A damn good year. Damn good year. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, see the season through its entirety. Let's not jump to conclusions because we had a disappointing outcome against Mississippi State. Look, it's a road game against an SEC opponent. I think we know how NC State typically handles those situations. <laughs> Until they prove otherwise, we should go ahead and consider those underdog games. So Let's see. Let's see. The, you you said it best. The context is set up perfectly for NC State. Let's see if they can execute, and if not, go back to the drawing board. You got a lot of football to play, but I don't know. I got a good feeling about this Saturday. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should have a bad feeling, and that would that would help the case a little bit. But I'm excited. We're ready to go. We're going to have plenty of coverage over at TheWolfPacker.com. If you want to see our predictions for this game, they will be out soon on TheWolfPacker.com. I've got to go right by it as soon as I'm off this podcast. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please, please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, Like this video. Give it a comment. But smash that subscribe button above and beyond all things that I'm asking you to do here. Plus, use that promo code PAC60 at the Wolfpacker.com for a free 60 day trial on all of our premium content, news, and analysis. Go hammer that promo code PAC60 at the Wolfpacker.com and follow us on social media. You can follow our main account at the Wolfpacker on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Justin H. Will. And you can give us a like on Facebook, NC State Wolfpack on the Wolfpacker.com. So, for Matt Carter, this is Justin Williams, and this has been the Wolfpacker Podcast.